How to protect and keep your audio drama podcast legal this week on Legit Podcast Pro. Hello, everybody. I'm Gordon, and we'll be right back with this session on keeping your podcast legal. Okay. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Legit Podcast Pro, where I share tips, strategies, and information to help creative folks like you make your content, have your impact, and achieve influence without fear or worry about the legal stuff. I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer. And this week, we are starting a short series of episodes about how to protect and keep your audio drama or narrative, or fiction, or however you want, or scripted podcast legal. But before I forget, let me just invite you to my free workshop coming up. It's called Business and Legal Fundamentals for Podcast Growth and Profit, and it is coming up on, woo, there we go, on June the 5th at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Head on over to event.podcastlaw.net, that's .net, and come on over and check it out. I only do this workshop, you know, a few times each year, and you don't want to miss it if you're serious about podcasting and about doing it the smart, safe, profitable way. So join me for the next pod workshop coming up very, very soon. Whoops. Go back to event.podcastlaw.net and register now. I'll mention that again right at the end, but let's get into our topic for today. So listen, all types of podcasting have their different sorts of legal issues and risks and potential liability. For most of those types, the issues are pretty simple. Get a release from your guests. Have a legal structure that defines your relationships with your co-creators and co-owners and the folks who work with you on the podcast. Protect your title with a trademark so other shows don't confuse the audience with similar or identical titles. And don't use unlicensed music or other content in your show. Get the facts right and don't hurt people's reputations. And make the right disclosures, the proper, con clear, conspicuous disclosures whenever you have endorsements or paid content or guests who've paid you, those kinds of things. Well, if you're doing a scripted or fictional narrative type of podcast, most of these same rules apply, but there are some variations and some other things that you need to do that are a little more specific to this genre. You know, actually creating this kind of podcast is really, really similar to producing a movie or a TV show. And that is an area that I've been working in for my entire career. I started out in radio, television, and film production. And then there was a, uh, a move into law school when the writers went on strike one year. And after law school, I continued to work in the legal and business affairs side of radio, television, and film, as well as digital media as it emerged into the, into the world. And now that's become a main focus of my practice. So in this episode, I'm going to give you an overview of the eight or so things that you have to take care of. And then over the next few weeks, I will do a deeper dive into each of them in turn. So let's just jump right in. First off, you need to, you need to have a clean chain of title for the show. If the idea, the story, and the script for your show are entirely original with you, one person who is also the owner and producer of the show, then this is actually pretty simple. But in my experience, 
That's not usually the case. Most of the time, the idea comes from somewhere. Maybe there's a short story or a poem or a book or a movie or a TV show that has inspired or been the source material for the story and script that now becomes a podcast. Or maybe it's original to a writer who's conceived the thing. And either way, because of the way copyright law works, the author of any original work automatically owns a copyright in that work and therefore has the exclusive right to copy, distribute, perform, display, or make things based on that copyrighted work. So it's very important that there is a document. You have to go get the rights and, and that contract that shows that the rights to that material have been transferred to the producer of the podcast. Now that contract can be a very simple transfer of ownership, what we call a, an assignment of copyright, but usually it's somewhat more complex a transaction where the author and the copyright owner needs to be given something in exchange, you know, compensation in exchange for the grant of rights. Maybe that's a straight up purchase deal, or it could be an option contract. And we will talk all about those different kinds of deal structures in a future episode. But for right now, just think of this as the rights deal. And of course, if you're bringing on people to write and create the script, whether you're the one doing it yourself into the company, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But if, you know, if you're bringing on writers to, to write a script, well, there's another transaction we need to think about. It, if it's a simple collaboration, it might just be a basic collaboration agreement that's needed. But again, the collaborators do need to transfer their ownership to the producing company. I'm going to refer to whomever is producing the show as the company from here on out. And actually, you know, that that'll, I'll get into that in a second. But actually, rather than having two different layers, the collaboration agreement and then that rights deal, it's probably better to just have a writing services agreement that handles both of these things in one swoop when you're dealing with the writers. Now, that producing company I talked about is another thing you really need to consider. Whether you're producing the show on your own or as part of a group effort, I think it really makes good sense to have a company probably an LLC, could be a corporation, but LLC or a corporation, to house the project and to stand in the position of the employer of all the people working on the show and as the owner of the project. And I put employer and owner in air quotes when I said it. The, the company serves a bunch of functions. One, it's a way to raise money to finance the production. You can sell membership interests or shares in the company and and raise capital to get things off and off and running. It also serves as a way to allocate rights and responsibilities among the members as well as, you know, compensation and shares of ownership. And it's a way to protect the owners from the liabilities that can come up. There are also some tax benefits and some sort of social benefits as well. But those big three, the capitalization, the management structure, ownership structure and management structure and the protection from liability are really your biggest value in having a company for your show. Now, then once you've got the company in place, you need to have those rights deals that I talked about in the writer's deal. And then we need to start getting into the actual production team. You're going to have to have someone who's the director and that person will have to have a contract outlining their responsibilities and rights and compensation and more. And even if it's all the same person, these things should probably be documented carefully for reasons I'll get into in a few minutes. You might have sound designers, production designers, editors, and other creative folks that contribute intellectual property to the proper, to the project. And they will also have their expectations about things. So you've got to handle all that. You need them under contract too. So make sure everybody is on the same page with written agreements. Same goes for music. If you are using pre-existing music in your show and 
a lot of folks do, then just like for any podcast, you need licenses from the owners of both the musical compositions and the recordings you're using. And unless you're dealing with one of the, you know, royalty-free music libraries or a subscription service or something like that, where the licenses are included in the deal you've made overall, be sure you leave yourself lots of time because deals often have to be negotiated and papered. And those owners can be pretty slow to respond. They've got other things going on and bigger fish to fry sometimes. So be thoughtful about leaving plenty of time for that. Now, if you're hiring someone to write an original score for your podcast, then you're going to need a composer agreement that outlines the nature of that relationship and the rights and responsibilities and compensation and, and who owns the, the future of that music and those kinds of issues. In fact, your entire crew will need to sign contracts so it's clear that the company and not this bunch of individuals own the results and proceeds of all, their, all those people's efforts. That's what we usually call a crew deal memo, usually pretty short form and standardized, but it has the, the key language about the right to, you know, use their performance and their, their work product and the right to own the work product. And it usually talks about how they're going to get compensated as well. And probably the biggest, most obvious need that we come to deal with in, in creating narrative or, or audio drama podcasts is the talent, the actors, each person who appears in your podcast needs to sign a contract that gives consent for the recording and for you to edit and use their performance and name, as well as the sound of their voice. And that's the contract I'll be talking about in more detail in our next episode. I'll also be talking about some approaches to compensation for everyone that'll help you get your head around that for everybody involved as well. So, so there you have a list of the kinds of deals that you need to make if you're going to be doing audio drama or any kind of scripted or narrative program. Without these, it's going to be hard or impossible to get distributed and monetized because the the companies out there want to know that you have clean chain of title and ownership of everything going on. And even if you do manage to get distribution and sponsors and those things, without having the documents in place, the legal exposure can be pretty substantial. So it really does pay to get this stuff handled early on. So you know that everything is in order and you can concentrate on making the best show possible. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Don't forget to sign up for that business and legal fundamentals for podcast growth and profit world webinar workshop that's coming up in just a few weeks, June 5th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Go on over to event.podcastlaw.net and you'll learn about some of the key things that all podcasters, all podcasters need to do to protect themselves and get set up for greatness. Well, I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and I will see you again next time live on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific on YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and all of those, or just tune in wherever you listen to your podcasts and, uh, and join me then. So see you again really soon. Have a good one.